Good evening and welcome to another fan-critical podcast covering The Walking Dead Season 8. This week we will be talking about Episode 6, The King, The Widow and Rick. Tonight I'm joined by our very own Rick, the comic fan, Len. Hey guys. Yeah, I hate Rick, FYI. Love Rick. And our fan-critical king, John. Hello. Why is he the king? Just out of curiosity. Uh, because I thought if I didn't refer to him as the king, he might kill me. Yeah, that is true. He does get quite upset. Um, and mm. I, I was the only one really who could take the widow, uh, your host, Emma. Uh, Good evening. I wish I was the widow. <laughs> well, we can change it if you want. I was trying to be nice. <clears throat> no, that's right. Crack on. Spoiler warning. This evening we will be covering season eight up to episode six, seasons one to seven um, across the board, and the comics to date. You have been warned. Um, so we opened up this episode, uh, just FYI, lowest rated episode of the season so far. We opened up with um, a few questions I've got with the opening here some letters between the leaders yep uh, the weird naked bin people um, and Jerry with his axe back um, Len what did you think about our opening scenes of this week's episode I know you just mentioned it there that it's the lowest rated episode on uh, we're going to what Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic are we going on there or something uh, John, probably both to be honest I mean, it, uh, I mean definitely Rotten Tomatoes from yeah. what I've seen like from other like critics that I read every week about the show it seemed to be one of the lowest rated if not the lowest rated so yeah. my thoughts on it are I agree with them I think it is the weakest episode of the season um, there's little bits in there that I do like like I like seeing some of the characters again I liked seeing Michonne I liked seeing Rosita I like seeing Carl. Mm-hmm. I like seeing these guys again because, weirdly, you know, we haven't seen them since what episode one. Yeah. Um, but Shit, it, yeah, it just felt to me like, what is, what is going on? Like it, it one and a half days <clears throat> have passed. They, 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 they flag in this episode. That was a revelation for me. Yeah. To be honest. So obviously we knew this. This was a really long extended battle, but we just had that pretty decent. Jeffrey Dean Morgan um, performance last week where we're excited to see Negan again. He injected a bit of life into this and, you know, we saw the saviour's point of view. Ironically ba- for Negan. It baffled me that on his return, we wouldn't go back to him and find out how he was going to break his his troops out of the, you know, so, out of out of where he is. And with the walkers, I just, I didn't understand why we moved away again mm. after bringing him back with, with a decent piece of impact last week. Yeah, I'm quite enjoying this season, actually, because I think they're trying to do something a little bit different oh, to revive Yeah. Um, some some dips in popularity, I think. Um, <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm being diplomatic, aren't I? No, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think trying to do different things by switching <clears> around <throat> the time and not focusing too much on everyone all at once or vice versa, it's a little bit hit and miss um this week i think they've gone back to throwing every character in apart from the one that we've just got really excited about and maybe for some people that might have been a mistake but for me i really enjoyed it we got a load more time with maggie um we got to see jesus uh gregory got uh put back in his place quite quite nicely yeah, i thought that was good um and we got a good mixture of everybody and i really enjoyed that do have some questions about the opening though um john how do you think they're posting letters in the zombie apocalypse, <clears throat> um, ugh, well, I mean, they're, they're they, hand delivered, aren't they? But wouldn't they just have a? Wouldn't they just meet up and have a chat instead? What's the point of that? Yeah, but I guess it it makes for 
the dramatic, I don't know, like the fact that you, you can hear Maggie reading out the letter or Rick reading out the letter or as they read it, you can hear their voiceover. Yeah. Um, Which, so that's mad. So yeah. the, fir- the first thing I said about the episode, relatively positive. Uh, but for the most part... <laughs> <laughs> rubbish. Definitely just about my face. I don't even care. Because it's fucking... Oh, my God. Like, you know, I, I've been silent too long now. It's been like, I don't know, let's have a look. It's about seven minutes. <laughs> Uh, it'll probably be edited down, so you're probably like three minutes in at this point. Garbage, <laughs> trash people, Thin fucking people. garbage. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's having a mental breakdown. It's just I can't do it anymore, man. You can, you can, John. So you're talking about garbage, I've got I've got a query here before John goes full rant because he looks like he might explode. Um, why was crazy naked bin lady? I can't be bothered to remember her name. Jadis. Jadis why was yeah. Jadis uh, sculpting with wire uh, a sculpture of Shiva? I think naked. What was the point of that? Naked in a in an axe murdery leather apron. <sighs> what was that? I mean, I'll take this because I'm worried if John speaks, he might yeah, just, just keep leave. That calm. So I'm just going to take this one. <laughs> um, we said last week when we saw the preview for this week that the trash people were going to be in it. <clears throat> My God, why Gimple, you fucking idiot! Have you put these people in the show? Also, I love Rick. I think Rick is actually one of the best handled characters on the show. He you never... get offended because I called you Rick and said I hated him. No, but like Rick, Rick is always handled correctly. <laughs> like the scripting's always good for him. He's always given the best material, you know, because he's the main character. Mm. And they don't usually fuck him up. What the fuck are they doing putting him in this position? What is in his mind? I did say this Where he's going into the trash people who shot him and killed about probably like 10 or 15 of the Alexandrians. Grazed him as he raised about four different times. Fuck off, he was shot very badly, you know, and somehow is fine. So I know that for the last 24 (laughs) hours, John has been very much looking forward to reading this part of the script for us. Oh, God. Um, We can skip over a couple of the opening scenes. Jesus feeds the saviours some turnips. Uh, Gregory calls Maggie Margaret. Um, Jerry's a bit upset, and the kid turns up. But then, then this happens. John, take it away. Right. So, John, do you want to do a bit of a play here? Oh, I, dear. I, could be, I could be Andrew Lincoln, and you could be Jadis. Could do. I mean, this script's a bit of a mess, to be honest. Alone. I am. I shot you. Grazed me. Why back after? But the same thing I wanted before. A deal. Trust you? Shot you? You grazed me. I would have still been mad if you shot me. We kill your people. We killed some of yours too. But we need you and you need us. Tweak. It's not. I could have come with my people taken this place. You know I have the numbers for that now. You saw it. Still alone, you need us to save you. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, look, I think that. I mean, that's enough. But ultimately, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> that sums it up. And I, honestly, like, if we go back, that line happened. I mean, this is the actual script. Yeah. Now, to be honest, why back after? Who's wrote that? My favourite bit was right at the end of the scene where she just goes, 
talks too much, which is a perfectly legitimate sentence. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty appalling. Taking away from the tragedy that was the bizarrely, it's like they've gone back in a time machine and they, you know, they think they've got to readjust to the fifteenth century. To be honest, I think they spoke better than that then. Uh, yeah, I think the problem that we said about about the. <clears throat> I think, honestly, anyone who listens to this podcast cannot, and I would be amazed, please let us know via Instagram or anything like that if you actually like the trash people. I thought you could say if you talk like that. No, or if you talk like that, that would be also be weird. But if you actually like the trash people, I think we all can agree as fandom that they're fucking diabolical. So bad. So... Um, I was going to say, you know, apart from that, what else do we think about that scene? But um, we finally see the Polaroids come to to use which yeah. is interesting and um, doesn't seem to have much of an impact on Jadis to be honest no and um, then I know we talked about this before but they are not a part of the comics the trash people the bin people as well yeah. no they're not a part of the comics now this oh. this is what frustrates me about the adaptation of all that war at the moment they didn't need to bring the trash people in like the story is all there in the mm. comics very well told. It's like the best part of the com. Well, the new stuff's pretty good, but it's one of the best parts of the comics. Just adapt it. Just adapt it. Why are you bringing in <clears throat> weird bin people who talk <laughs> like they're fucking from Star Trek: The Next Generation? Star Trek: The Next Generation it doesn't make any sense. I like Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. More, as well. bit more like the bin people. That's my own recreation. So they're not you Trek star. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there aren't. Um. They aren't replacing another group of people from All well, Out War in the comics. No, or, they're not replacing. They? They're not replacing another group from All Out War. But I would like to. There's a. There's been talk, you know, <laughs> among the fandom that they might be a group later on in the comics. Now that would be in, that would that be interesting. Whole... But at the same point, you know, it ruins the comics for me if that's the point because yeah. the, this group coming up in the comics is really cool and sort of like well, not cool, but fucked up and these guys are fucked up but in a shit way not in a really scary way you know mm. so basically not in the comics fuck you gimple rubbish <laughs> oh, <I> mean, <laughs> rubbish people pun. yeah um <laughs> and obviously quite an interesting ending to that um we skipped past with our excitement to talk about the bin people um carol wanting to go in to talk to ezekiel um and jerry now we love jerry yeah right? jerry's amazing jerry I'm, I'm I'm all for Jerry. I said I wanted to marry him a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, still do. Seems like a wicked guy. Yeah, Who's brilliant. This? The axe fella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fella with the axe. He's, he's one of the best um, new additions. But I felt Good like grammar. I felt like he was broken here. I mean, he's standing sentry outside <clears throat> Ezekiel's gaff, yeah. um, and Carol <laughs> says, "You don't you don't need to do this anymore." And he's just like, "No, it's it's what I do." I think he's one of the more interesting new additions. I mean, he's not he's not in the comics. Oh, or anything, no, I mean, but he's, he's a got cool character. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, anyone Jerry. wielding an axe in the zombie apocalypse in my book, you know, it's like Michonne and her sword, loving that. Yeah, but you judge a character by like if he gets fucking eaten the next episode, I couldn't give a fuck. Well, it's a feast for feast for those zombies. Isn't they're it? buzzing. They're Whoa, buzzing. I'd be mortified if we lost Jerry, especially um, that way. Like if he got shot by a savior, it'd be slightly different. But he gets eaten by a zombie. Yeah. So it's sort of skipping back and forth, but but it feels natural. Um, skipping around. Uh, Carol obviously leaves after wanting to go and speak to the king, to Ezekiel, and, and Jerry says, no, you, you can't, doesn't want to see anyone. <laughs> and, um, and then she ends up coming back face-to-face with the kid in the woods. Yes. Um, John, I was going to ask you about that. How did you feel when that happened? Uh, I'm just flicking through my phone at this point. 
um, mm. totally zoned out. If that kid would have been battered, I wouldn't have given a shit. That like that feels like a story that's already been told about five or six times. Well, it is, isn't it? It's so a heart back so to Sophia kind of like and just... the girls. And with yeah, Carol but... as well, the, 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 boy, um, the boy of Rick's like love interest in Alexandria who got eaten when the oh, horde broke through. Yeah. And, he was, it's just like... and, he, and she had that whole thing with him yeah. saying, the monsters are going to get you, the monsters are going to get you, terrified him, and that eventually got him killed. Yeah, but that killed. was good. That was good. Yeah. You should be scared. That's, no. that, that's plot development. Yeah. That, that, that's something that, you know, she, she didn't expect that that would happen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, you know that's that's a weight to bear for her character. I think now, that's interesting is... writing. That's yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. I yeah. think this again for me is a bit like the character development halt with Morgan. In that mm. I'm pretty sure Carol's going to cark <clears throat> it in season eight because they they're just repeating. You are right; they are repeating storylines. Having said that, I quite like that scene because I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? What's that kid doing?" And then I, I you know, I was waiting for Carol to turn up. And uh, maybe yeah. it's my maternal instinct, but I was a bit scared for him. But I was quite, you know, impressed that he had the balls to go out there and do something. Well, he's been taught by Morgan, who was also obviously teaching his older brother, who got shot by, I think his name's Jared, the yeah, long-haired yeah. saviour that we yeah. keep seeing in, with Douchebag. the prisoners with Maggie, who still mm. continues to be an absolute twat. Yeah. Um, but that, but he's like... Cartoon know, character. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, a cartoon yeah. character. He's Wank, like, wanker one. Yeah, wanker like, number one. on. I can't believe I got that role. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but um, help me. But the, the the scene the scene itself with the kid, the, the editing was all over the place in this episode. I I, I don't want to shout out. I am a I am an editor. That is my job. So I just want to say <laughs> I want to say right now, I know sort of what I'm talking about. This. What the fuck did we just cut to? A kid with a bow in the middle of the fucking forest. There was right, no stick. scene of him walking off or okay. anything. It blew, it was just like so infuriating. Yeah. So uh, right. So we come back to the fact. I mean, I was just on my phone. I was like, "Have I missed something here?" Not that I was that bothered. Uh, just get this episode done. Um, but yeah. So so that's what happened. It just jumped yeah. to that, did it? It just jumped to that. Yeah. Literally, well, no. it, it was the first shot. Is him hitting zombies with a fucking bow but yeah. this happened about 25 minutes later in the episode so it, it and i think it was after an ad break actually oh, it's weird. i it's... think it cut back in mm. to him like in the woods fighting some zombies and getting slightly overrun it's just weird yeah but does it do, i mean it like, was weird does but... it does it show him like going oh i want to do this and she's like no but then he wanders off or no never wanders off but he does say to carol he says i, I, wanna, I, I, could, I could be a fighter or whatever and, and, fighter. She, and she's like no because obviously she's traumatized as we said from the previous kids that she's tried to educate uh, mm. the girls and that she had, had to execute and uh, the boy in alexandria and her own daughter yeah um so there well, was I mean, that seeding says... of it but there was there was no hint that Carol was going to leave the kingdom and start wandering through a forest. No, she did. She stormed off. But where was she going? going? I don't know. Yeah. The woods. It was just weird. It's just it's something about it. The writing, the editing, it just didn't work. I like what they're trying to do with Carol realising that teaching kids is, is difficult, but she gives the kid a fucking gun at the end of it anyway, so what does it matter? No, because the point oh, that she, she made... Yeah. yeah, the point that she made was... Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what she said was, you know, you, you don't go wandering off in the woods because bad things happen, i.e. my daughter turns into a fucking zombie and dies. Um, and I mean, that stick's going to do no fucking good. Get rid of that, gives him a gun and tells him to keep the safety on until she says, no, do you know how to use it? And to be fair, she's learning a lesson. Yeah. And, I, you know, <clears throat> I, 
I don't want to lose Carol, but they haven't developed her anymore. They and can't she's sort she's stagnated, and I think that this is the best that we're going to get from her. And whether that means mm. repeating storylines or, or what, you know, that's that's what it is. The only thing they can do with Carol is to give her a meaningful relationship, which is what they're trying to do with her and Ezekiel. And I do think that, that if that mm. comes to fruition, then her character definitely has more potential for the future because mm. that's the one thing she hasn't really had is a love interest. I know everyone for a long time was saying it was her and Daryl, but I think they are just a mutual family sort of respect for each other. Forgetting about Tobin. Oh, sorry, Tobin. He's Tobin's still alive as well. Yeah, in Alexandria. Yeah, he's still going. Oh, Carol, you He survived the assault on the gun cash building, so he's he's still good. I thought Tobin was dead. But I just think that, that, that I, mm. they are seeding this sort of relationship between Ezekiel and Carol and... That is the way that her character has potential to to you know last past this season yeah. and maybe go into the new world that they have been you know sort of teasing. I really want to sing a whole new world, <clears throat> but my voice is worse than Lens. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I can um, wrap it. No, I'm not. I can't. Could you really. just insert it? <laughs> I could insert it. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Tobin will uh, kill Ezekiel in a jealous rage and then join the Bin people. Like, that is a good story. Well, yeah, yeah great. I mean, well, no, I mean, it'd be awful. But, in the I mean, apocalypse. It, yeah, and then Jadis would be like, "Why you come?" And he's like, well, no, that's the reason why I've left the thing. So, all right, so stay on words. Um, but yeah, like, oh, fucking hell. Okay, let's let's move on before somebody has a, an aneurysm. Um, me, probably, trying to keep the peace. Uh, I want to talk about Gregory and Maggie. Yeah. Uh, Len. Yeah. How did you feel about their first conversation where he's talking about his approach not employing bullets, which wasn't a terrible point and uh maggie's hmm. hippy dippy kung fu fighting friend oh, by which i think yeah. he means jesus yeah so um as as john's a big fan of gregory um yeah all right in the fact that you know he he's a he's a worm that's finding a way to survive in the, in the Woo! dirt worm yeah um, what about gregory hey. but um i think fucking bitch i think uh <laughs> <laughs> I think that Gregory's inter- in- interaction with with Maggie is really good because Gregory is one of the most consistent performers on the show. We know what you get, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, at the same time, I love the fact that we saw Maggie again this episode and the fact that she has you know really taken over authority at the hilltop and as we'll talk about later on, makes some good decisions in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because she's been you know she's been handed a fucking <clears throat> fucking load of shit by Jesus here. Like she's not expecting this. Do you know what I mean? And she's having to deal with it the best way that she sees fit and the way that her husband, Glenn, probably would have dealt with things. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I agree with that one. I like your noise anyway. It's like a distressed cat. <clears throat> I don't know yeah. how I sing too. Um, I I wasn't sure what to make of this. I go through kind of pizza and with Gregory where I think he's fucking hilarious and um, but an idiot and then I just I hate him and I want him to die. This was one of those moments <laughs> where I was actually slightly confused and I thought he made some half good <clears throat> points in that conversation yeah. and I wasn't really sure what to make of that interaction. Yeah, like, so, uh, so I think he's... me emotionally. Yeah, so I think he's, he's going to make half decent points being a kind of slippery wormy former leader yeah i mean there there are things that he's going to say that uh toe the line between sensible or whatever like i mean if he just went no we need to burn them all alive you'd be like oh come on mate like you, you this is mental um I mean, he is sort of going in that direction. Yeah, I don't disagree. But, but it's not. <clears throat> well, yeah, but like, I mean, you've got to be cutthroat, and and I guess the only thing that 
this season is is trying to harvest is the different approaches that the king, the widow, and Rick potentially could have. There's that one look at the beginning where Rick reads a letter and it's like, uh, we've got X amount of them that we're keeping alive until blah, blah, blah. And he sort of gives a look and you're like, what's he actually thinking? Is he thinking, for fuck's sakes, we should just kill them all? Or is he thinking, oh, this is a ball ache? Because he, he, it would be easier if they're all dead, but he doesn't want to like shoot them down yeah. in cold yeah. blood. And we've seen that. We've seen that uh, sort of parallel with Daryl in the, and the, the, their literal fight last episode, which we thought was terrible. But yeah. I didn't. I loved it. Uh, the brotif was one of my favourite bits. Okay, yeah, I know you did. I think they called it a brief. A brief. <laughs> oh. If, if um, they'd been naked and rolling around in chocolate, that would be even better. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Making those noises. That's the noise I would make. Um, yeah. That's Cadbury's. <laughs> <laughs> For the American listeners, Hershey's. Um, <laughs> um, but I just, I just think that that Rick has got this question of morality looming over him ever since the first episode, <laughs> where where he has said, I, "Only one man's got to die, and I'm gonna do it." You know, it's like you, you know, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not gonna come down to that. But also, Bloodshot. I've just had a thought. Bloodshot. Rick hasn't appeared yet. It's definitely gonna be in episode eight, isn't it? Yeah, every, everything, everything's in episode eight. So you know. we know he's gonna get out of oh, his goodness. current predicament. I don't want to talk about his current predicament because uh, we'll, we'll mention it later. It's, We're not going to talk about it yet. Yeah. Um, okay, Len, what about uh, Daryl and Tara and their uh, debate slash aligning over the fate of Dwight? Daryl and Tara. I like Darryl. both of these characters a lot, obviously. I like Tara. I said, I've always said I've liked Tara. Um, I think she's come a long way since <clears> we <throat> first met her when the, she met the governor back in those weird governor episodes. Um, and... Daryl, we know, is on a mission at the moment. He's he, he's disregarding orders from Rick. Now, mm. Rick is the leader. Daryl has great respect for, for Rick. And Daryl has inadvertently got Glenn killed for his stupid actions by punching Negan in the face when they were all sat down. Otherwise, it would have been just Abraham that died. And we spent the whole of last season with Daryl coming to grips with what he had done and having to apologise to Maggie and being in a cell and being tortured and living with this guilt of his actions of punching Negan in that moment, mm. getting Glenn killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going through his head now? He's not, he's once again, not thinking about the team. He's thinking about his own selfish, you know, uh, motivations to go back to the sanctuary and kill Dwight, someone who is helping them defeat the saviours. He is acting... <clears throat> I mean, we've just got this really good, interesting character development where Daryl, for the first time in his life, realised that he can't just be, you know, a rogue. And he realised that his actions of being a rogue in that moment got mm. Glenn killed. Someone was family to him, been with him from the beginning, and Maggie loved. And Maggie is also family to him. And now he's he's making another stupid decision. Has he not learned anything? So that's why I think, I'm saying it now, Daryl is a dead character by the end of this mid-season. Episode and 8, he's gone. And breathe. Sorry. I agree that he's going to die. Yes. Uh, I don't think he's going there with the uh, the express action to kill... Um, Negan. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, Dwight. Dwight, yeah. yeah. I don't know what he's carrying to the cold. Um, but, That's my friends. I mean, I don't blame him, to be honest. He's, uh, like, he, he's sort of in this mode where... It's like a Punisher mode. Yeah, like that. Where he's just that like, reference. fuck it, I'm just going to kill everyone. Yeah, I love that. Uh, he's like, he's driven by hate rather yeah. than... 
you know, like he his his motives are not wrong. I think yeah. uh, to to be honest, fucking like just kill them all. Doesn't yeah. matter, does it? Well, do you know what? And actually, I but yes, disagree. Like, tactically, tactically, it's it's a bad move. Yes, because this is a Rick Taylor ship, man. Yeah, Rick Taylor ship. You know, he makes it. the fucking rules, man. Yes. Rick's just been locked up naked in a in a container with Farm the bin Rick. people. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that anyway, is a very good point because but, maybe Daryl is the you know Rick says in the opening you know horrible trash people scene that his people know he's there. And Daryl knows he's going there because they had a conversation going, you're gonna you're doing the final part of the plan? And he's like, Yeah, I got this, all this stuff. <clears throat> so Daryl knows he's there. He's probably relying on someone like Daryl and the others to come and rescue him if this situation goes south, unless yeah. it's some sort of plan. But that it he's was got. always gonna go south. And this is why I like Daryl better than Rick, right? Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> we've bitched and moaned the whole way through this podcast for this season of The Walking Dead about how bored we are about fucking morality and Daryl is the only person who takes it upon himself to just kick some fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, actually... No, I agree with that. No, you know, we're, we're I'm not shouting at Len. We're not disagreeing oh, with that. Right, okay. I'm disagreeing with Daryl's personal character development. I'm not disagreeing... I, I think Daryl... No, it wasn't outstanding, to be honest. Daryl at this point should be thinking, right, what did my actions do... Recently, oh yeah, I got one of my best friend's head bashed in by a baseball bat, and then I had to, you know, he's tell driven, her but yeah, pregnant but, widow, you know, but, uh, that, that, that he's, he, but he's driven by this like revenge, isn't he? Yes, it's like, but, at least he's driven by something that isn't just fucking confused. But that's why I don't think his character's got any more development because he was given this chance to grow as a character, oh. and he's reverted back to old Daryl. Mm. And, and and that's why I think he's going to die. <clears throat> now, look, I really like Daryl's character. Yes, I love the scenes of him and Rick being. Like taking out buildings and working together, doing that awesome car chase scene, even though it was a bit Indiana Jonesy and funny, whatever. Da, 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 da. Loved it, yeah. but just, just, I just annoys me when he makes his decisions against Rick. Rick knows what he's doing, apart yeah. from the trash people. Well, but, look, <laughs> yeah. apart from a number of things where he's made stupid choices. Well, look at the end of season two. Yes, uh, maybe like one episode out of the end of season two. I think it is the no, it is the last episode of season two, and they're all debating. Because Rick just loses it with a group and he's like, look, you know, you, you follow me and you follow my rules or yeah. fuck off. Yeah, basically. that's the dictatorship. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the dictatorship scene. And um, Carol says to to Daryl, um, we should we should split blah, 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 blah. And as a viewer at that time, <clears throat> he's he's the he's the best chance of a rebel in that group. And he says to, to Carol, uh, Rick, Rick's done all right by me. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about him having no honor, and he's like, "Rick has honor." Yeah, he's a brother. He's, they're, they're yeah. Each so uh, yeah, so that's like end of season two. We're now at mid season eight. I mean, yes. the, the fight was mental because yes. it makes no sense. Yes. Um, that's not a bad scene. It's not a bad scene, but it's a bit mental that they blew up all the weapons because of a little tiff. Yeah. Um, and if it's that bad, fight to the fucking death. Yeah. Don't just go choke hold. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not going to drop you off now. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's out of kilter with his character. Yes. But having said that, I do understand what's driving Daryl. You know, he had to sit into a room listening to, I think, it's quite a lovely jingle. Oh my god. But we won't go there. We're on easy street. I can understand the frustration. 
Yeah, I can, but I, I, re- I genuinely understand why Daryl would be taking that route. Okay, well, <clears throat> I love that. I just want to say I love Daryl's character. I, I, he's one of my favorite characters, and I will be sad if he dies. But someone's got to yeah. go. Someone yeah, I, I has agree. to go. Yeah. Well, so far we've earmarked three people. We're ninety percent certain are going to go this season. Go on. Who's that? Carol, Morgan, and Daryl. Carol, Daryl, and Barrel. No, <laughs> <laughs> not Barrel. Although that may well change by um, the time we get to the end of this episode. Yeah. So we 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 think they're the strong candidates for the the grave. Or zombiedom. Zombiedom. Sick. So let's see what happens with that. One of the bits that we sort of missed the intro to, which was in last week's trailer, but we get um, a little bit more of now and later on in the episode, is Michonne and Rosita, uh, who very kindly tell us how long it's been since we started season eight. It's been a day and a half. I'm pretty sure I spent um, about a day and a half talking about watching and thinking about Walking Dead since yeah. season eight started. We so actually have. I feel like we're working in real time, which is great. <laughs> it's totally great. Um, I've got to admit, this was one of my least favourite parts of the episode. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think it was one of my favourite bits of the episode. Really? Was seeing Michonne and Rosita on their little escapade. John? Uh, for the sake of that line alone, that's bad for like if you if you're making a tv series and someone out of nowhere has to just say it's been a day and a half and it's like why yeah yeah i mean that is that is mental you can't like that is that, that that's like them shoehorning in some dialogue I, like, so I, people understand when what's i watched going on. it i couldn't even be bothered to rewind it i, I just thought no i couldn't have heard that correct mm. and i tweeted it mm. or sorry i searched the tweeter tweeters tweeters and uh, yeah, and there was just loads of comments that as Michonne just said it was a day and a half. I was like, "What is this? That, 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 that's bad writing." Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, their their dynamic was okay. I mean, I was again. I I mean, this sounds bad, but I did, I zoned out for a bit, and and when I kind of checked back in, they were in a warehouse, and I was like, "What are they doing again?" Like, yeah. Well, I think the warehouse stuff's all pretty cool, and. Uh... There's one bit. Are we are we talking about? Are we going to talk about? Are we just talking about the whole thing? Yeah, let's talk about the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so I have major issues with this part of it, to be honest. With what part of it? The car scene or the? Oh no, the the rest of it. The fat lady. Okay, I really liked the fact that what I like sometimes about The Walking Dead is the fact that we get these like double acts that don't always get you don't always get to see them uh, together. And I thought Rosita and Michonne. I, I quite like their interactions. They're both sort of scorned. They were both badly injured at the last uh, at the last attack on Alexandria Skirmish. before all out war. Um, and Skirmish, yeah. They both obviously feel that you know Rosita's been very fierce, too fierce towards the end of last season. Almost got a lot of people killed. Mm. Um, but Michonne is also wants to be in the fight. She wants to be supporting Rick. You know, a big Rashone shipper. So I like that. I'm not. Um, and that sexy the stuff in the the stuff in the, in the warehouse was wicked for one reason alone: rocket launcher to man. Okay, fair play. I was play. extremely happy with that. Fair play, yes. However, yes. <laughs> what? So good night, the everybody. Fucking hell! He's going on with these giant speakers and all of this energy they suddenly appear to have. Oh, I mean, well, that what? makes sense. <clears throat> that makes, that makes uh, that, that. To be fair, how? that's how I thought they were going to free the sa- free the saviors. Why did you think that? Was it in the comics? 
No, but well, no. Listen, listen. There is something about that in the comics, but it's not the same as that. So you're cheating, man. No, yeah, sorry. But the thing is, the speakers <laughs> would obviously draw the walkers away from the compound. Yeah. So that's why they were doing it. They were saying, yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm Rick not... the Prick is what they call him, right? Mm. Rick the Prick. I'm not denying that it's a good idea. What, yeah. what I'm saying is, where the fuck do they come from? Where do they get the power for it? They're using like, the car what, battery. I mean, but like for all of those speakers, no, where did they get was, them from? No, there, there was, was something like, else going on. There yeah. was, no there was logic. a battery rigged on the back, like gas battery. But there's no they? logic. They're giant fucking speakers. Yeah. Where did they come from? No, there was like a plug, wasn't there? They were like, well, thank goodness we have these latest Dre Beats speakers that <laughs> they're solar powered. And they were like, solar oh beats. man. Like, solar well, Beats. Yeah, that's nuts. And they went, yeah, you can buy um, them in shops now before Christmas. But, but, and then they drove off. It was mental. But to relate, they did work. To relate it to the comic, <laughs> um, there is that is how Rick, that is how Rick leads yeah, the horde of walkers to... Uh, Hawkers, I think. Hawkers, yeah. With he, play, he plays music and uh, brings all the men following the music, I think. Um, so it was interesting to see that part of it. Oh, God. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> We're on easy street. And it feels so sweet. Because the world is but a treat. And you're on easy street. <laughs> Mate, they would walk away from that track. That is shit. That's, yeah. the, that's yeah. like... Have you ever seen Mars Attack? Is is when they play that Burt Bacharach song or whatever it is, and their heads <laughs> fucking explode. It's the same with Walkers. You play Easy Street, it's game over. No, I mean, you are right, though. That moment with Rosita and the rocket launcher was fucking kick-ass. Yeah, great. It was really cool. Hated it. Did you? Yeah. And, oh, uh, God. Why? Well, no, because it's just silly, isn't it? Yeah, but that's why I watch The Walking Dead at the moment. Was because it? Because I'm playing into the silliness more so than the drama. Right, okay. I'll be honest, I, mean... I don't like Rosita. No, I like Rosita. No, I don't. You're not going to shoot me without a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That um, is wicked, though. I mean, I mean, it's B-movie stuff. You know you like the Marrero sort of stuff, John. That is, yeah, that, that is that, true. That is true. But, you do like that part of it. But I, so, but I didn't like it. Well, I like the way that like her and harking back to Abraham, R.I.P., um, were very comic book like in their the way they talked, the way they dressed. You yeah. know, Rosita is literally like you know Jill Valentine from uh, Resident Evil or something, yeah. just ripped out of that series. She was when she had Abraham. Without Abraham, poor. <laughs> and I blame Gimple for that. Well, it's just, no, look, I'm sick of this. Every week we have to do this. You fucking leave Scott Gimple alone. Right? Yeah, you leave him alone. <gasps> Emma's always having a go at Gimple. Unbelievable. No, He's just so. emailed us a list Fair of enough. defending all of his uh, uh, sort of creative decisions, actually. He said, <laughs> I'll just read one out. He said, the trash people are really interesting. I hope you guys just look forward to seeing them more in seasons 9, 10, <laughs> 11, where we really flesh out Jadis's backstory for a five-episode stretch. Cheers, Gimple. Well, I mean, we can't do The Walking Dead without Jadis as the main person. Oh, fuck you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. You have no fucking viewers. You should be thankful for this fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> Mother of God! Fuck this guy. Should we move on to Zombie with the Bag and Carl, or Carl and Sadiq? Yes. Not Sadiq Khan, who hey, was my local MP for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sadiq, the random man in the woods. Um, this was an interesting set of scenes. I thought mm. I quite liked it. Um, yeah. yeah. Mostly. Yeah, but yeah. I think this was this was sort of fine. I mean, once again, Carl's somewhere in the woods, like just no scene set up there fine I'll, well, I'll, I'll was... let it go because yeah. I, I like Sadiq uh, he's a comic book character 
Excellent. Oh, yeah. Which is very cool. You did um, not mention that the other week. Oh, yeah. So um, he's a comic book character. Um, wow. He joins the group of Alexandrians after all that war in the in the comics. And, Interesting. Um, what, is, what is great about uh, him is I'm excited to see where his character goes. And I thought he, the guy playing him was pretty decent. I liked, yeah. I liked his yeah. sort of... He looked... Like he'd been surviving on his own for a long time, yeah. and I like that. <laughs> I like that about you know, definitely yeah. need to watch. Um, and I like Carl, as we said. Carl is the future of this show. He's the future of The Walking Dead. It is all about Carl, not Rick. And I think <laughs> that it's really good to see him, Ooh. you know, breaking away from his father's sometimes hardline behaviour and showing a different way. But you know what? I thought it was really. I really, I really like this set of scenes. Um, you know, the guy that plays Sadiq was great. I can't remember his name. I'll mm. remember it for next week. Um, Carl was back on pretty decent form, to be honest. Apart from killing Walkers, fuck me. Yeah, I mean that was a bit. That was a bit. Romero. Yeah, what the fuck though? Yeah, but Romero stuff. Just suddenly struggling. Yeah, but Romero. But it's Romero esque again. We're going back. to... He has only got one eye. Well, that is true. His peripheral vision's gone out. And he's still wearing that. He thought it was like so. He can't see ten meters away. But I really like the um, the reflection of Rick in Carl um, from earlier seasons when he asked Sadiq the questions. Um, Mm. He asked him how many walkers he's killed. We're debating whether it's one hundred and thirty-seven or two hundred and thirty-seven. Two hundred thirty-seven. I think he said 4,008. How many people he's killed? One. And and why? To save him from being turned. But I also really like the the fact that Sadiq is clear on what his morality and what his belief is when we've got so much doubt from everybody else. And, you know, we talked about how tedious it gets. He knows what he believes. He's there getting, you know, pretty existential, to be honest. Um... (laughs) Um, but what really got me about that scene was that Carl doesn't think he's honouring Rick. He thinks he's going against Rick. But actually, he is honouring the Rick that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I say I dislike Rick. I, I don't. I dislike part of what he's become now. Um, but what Carl is doing is mirroring Rick as he was and Rick how he would probably need to be in peace to lead, which we don't necessarily think he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. What... Um, what did you think of the the interaction between Carl and Sadiq, John? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like to me, it almost harkens back to the old Walking Dead. It's, it's on a much uh, to echo or to channel Gareth in a way. I mean, he's not a, he's not a Walking Dead fan, but he loves any show or film where it does it in a smaller, much smaller world. It's not so a microcosm, like, if you will. A microcosm, if you will. Um, so yeah, I, I I did quite like it. Um, I don't know if uh, the whole kind of spiritual thing of well, you know, they're it's their souls and that are trapped in the bodies and I would think that though. <clears throat> if I'm just speaking from my, I'm not a spiritual person, but like the thought of people roaming around as you know the dead. I would want a freedom from that curse. Kind of, but they're potential listeners of this podcast. <laughs> so if we're going to be selfish, it's I'm not killing anyone. Really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 we're all about the numbers. Uh, so this is for all you zombies that are still listening out there. Um, but <gasps> look, like I, I think, oh, well, that's fine. So you can be the you can be the Sadiq, and I'll I'll be the uh, I'll be the Carl. But I would take the why are you doing this? Well, like why are you putting yourself in danger? Mm. Sort of. It is a risk. It is you a know. risk. But, you know, eventually you'd hope that mankind would take <clears throat> over the world again and destroy all the walkers, mm. right? So 
let's so every time they die there'll be walkers yeah I know but that, that's manageable you know I would almost find it more uh, if he'd turn around and said I've got nothing to live for mm. and the only reason I'm out here like, I have no family left it's just me I'm just going to kill as many as I can so that potentially there's a brighter future for whoever else is around that's I'd nice like, yeah I'll be like fucking hell what a cool character yeah that's good what's well, your name the Punisher <laughs> oh fucking crossover crossover man. but it's also that's similar to what's what Morgan was doing the <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's possible to what uh, similar to what Morgan was doing as well when he was clearing. But Morgan yeah. just just was in mad clear yeah. mode. So it's it's, it's interesting that Morgan was in clear mode and this guy's doing it for a more spiritual yeah, yeah, yeah. reason of freeing their souls. Whereas Morgan was blinded with rage for the death of his family and the death yeah. of his son that and his wife. Blinded. I actually haven't thought of that. That's that makes it even more interesting. <clears throat> yeah, that is it? interesting. I, that's why yeah. I quite liked it. Well, yeah, and that leads on to the big news of Sadiq being the crossover character of well, The Walking Dead, which is Jesus. unbelievable. What? I can't what? believe it's Sadiq. Sadiq. It's not Sadiq. Who knew Sadiq Khan wanted to be in Fear the Walking Dead, eh? Yeah. Oh, mayor. We'll come on to that later. We will, yeah. Um, let's talk about the hilltop, because I know we, we touched on Maggie and Gregory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope so. Um, but we've got quite a few scenes up there with um, the saviour prisoners... Jesus, or Paul, as I'm pretty sure that Gregory called him. Very confusing. Mm. Um, Maggie, and uh, obviously we've got Jared there. And this new dude, who seems like he could possibly be a relatively good egg in the saviour prisoner gang. Um, yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, well, let's kill them all. I said that last week, but, you know. Burn them all! Um, let's talk about the scene where they bring them in, they cage them up. And then uh, Gregory finally gets his fucking comeuppance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Greg, Gregory Gregory getting a bit of comeuppance here is, is deserved because I think Maggie's been looking for a way to punish Gregory for his Boo. actions. And she hasn't had the opportunity to do it. She obviously hadn't, didn't have like a prison built in her place, so she couldn't really do that. But now she's got a perfect opportunity to make him pay for what he did trying to sell out the hilltop to the saviours. I'm angry about the situation they're in been the fact as, as I've said in previous podcasts that the fact that this question of morality should not be brought into the all-out war and that, that Jesus has made a mistake here in, in keeping these prisoners however I'm happier with it now than I was at the outset of it happening okay but the okay. fact it's happened now I like the way that Maggie's dealing with it I like the way that they tease the fact that you thought that she was building like gallows to hang them mm. and instead she actually bought built the prison which is a very smart thing to do <clears throat> smart and beautiful woman in terms of the saviors themselves and the prisoners we've only actually had voices of two of them we've got jared the twat who is the one who killed that's um, name. killed the kid from the kingdom who now yeah, the yeah. little kid's brother's there yeah wanker one Wank, wanker number one and we have slightly less wankerish number two now i call him chancy um, camper who is actively trying to stop this guy from being a prick yeah. now what they're trying to do here is, is show the fact that not all of the saviors are dickheads. They also tried to do that with Morales at the st- at the start of the season to yeah. show that like just you don't know where your path is going to leave you in this lead you in this world. You might be brought down the path where you do get into a situation where you have to be so, part of a slightly eviler group or slightly less moral group just to survive. Mm. Okay, I did feel like though when just to interrupt you a little bit there, Lynn, when they when they first shot to the saviors and um and this guy chatty camper number one uh-huh. was chatting to jesus about how you know he would want he would join them happily you know he was 
I possibly tuned out a bit here. Because um, we've heard it before, it very much the morale story. You know, if you were in my situation, what would you have done? You yes. know, sometimes you have to turn to it. Yep. I didn't believe him. But then, as things progressed in the next few scenes, when they were, you know, imprisoned and he was, you know, bumping Jared out of the way and yes. bumping the stone out of his hands, yeah. I actually wonder whether he might become a relatively interesting and possibly... Could do. Regular character. Could do. He, he had a lot of uh, lines here. So Jared's, you know... The twat wanker number one is 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 angry now. He wanted to be slightly less wanker number two because he's getting all the lines. But um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I I do hope that some of the saviors do become characters in yeah. the future. Um, because otherwise, what's the point in all this? I know that we don't want them to, we don't want them all to join Alexandria. What's the point? But yeah. you know, what about all those workers? They you can know, build their own. Community. What about all the workers? You know, well, <laughs> worker number one. You know, let's see what Rick. Let's see what if you know. If I'm first of all, yeah, let's yeah. see first of all if uh, the Alexandrians win and at what cost, <clears throat> and then let's see what sort of world they build in the future. But I like the fact that we're not just getting piss pants savior in the satellite array and Jared is the only thing. I like the fact that we've got someone here who's got a bit of his head screwed on talking yeah. to, with some fairly okay dialogue, nothing too bad. Mm. And the fact that Jesus, as much as I hated his decision at the start, now it's turned out to be a bit less <clears throat> awful than it was when it happened. Okay. Because it's allowed Maggie to have a bit more, a bit more like of an opportunity to show how good a leader she is. Yeah. Mm. And I've got a shout out to the absolutely superb acting um, from Gregory. Yeah, he's great. I thought he was fantastic so in great these actor. scenes. He absolutely, absolutely cracked me up and I really needed that and I just really thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought yeah. he was great. So, towards the end, we see Carol finally turning back up with Sorry, the kids. we see who? Carol. 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 Hey, Carol. We see Carol finally turning back up with the kids um, to speak to Jerry. She goes to shoot a shotgun through the window and he's like, the, the door's open, it's all right. Yeah, good. Brilliant. Love you, Jerry. Fantastic. Um, Missed that. Oh, Looking you at your phone again. Did. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Carol then walks in front of Ezekiel, slumped at the bottom of his throne, Shiva's chain in his hands, looking like an Weepy. utterly weepy, broken No, man. but that hurts me. I mean, uh, you know, I, the, the chain... All right, yeah, like hurts. I mean, the CGI was awful. It wasn't that bad for a TV show. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, come on, it's on the same standard as Game of Thrones CGI. Absolutely not. That's 100%. nonsense. 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 Ten you now. Uh, again, I'm a cat man. So any sort of he's a cat man. You know, like if someone had fucking killed the tiger in um, Life of Pi, I'd have been devastated. Yeah, I love cats. So that scene, I've been fearing that, and I don't want to hark on about last season. Uh, or sorry, last episode, but I I just I was not looking forward to that scene, and when it happened, I was like, yeah, I don't even care. It doesn't even look real, so it doesn't matter. And again, Game of Thrones, dragon. Oh, anyway. So, <laughs> but that bit where he's sitting there with the chain, it's like, oh fucking hell. Yeah, that, that fucking heartbreaking. Me. Imagine Killed losing me. a tiger as a pet. I mean, that, well, that's just amazing. I like, actually yeah. lost my cat a few months ago. Oh, well, don't bring and, that up. Uh, uh, no, that really annoy me. Genuinely, genuinely, and like that's basically what I did for about three days uh, with a lot of her cat things. Uh, and so you I can't I'm, say that. Why not? Because that's going to drag the fucking mood of the podcast down. Yeah, so now, I thought I the scene was say. fucking fantastic. Okay. And then, and then, the, like the dynamic between Carol and Ezekiel, I really enjoy, and I really like if. You, was it? Do we ship Kill people? Do we ship them? Well, I'm really shipping Carol and Ezekiel. That's two. Uh, Carikiel. Creakiel. Creakiel. 
Creakiel? Yeah, let's do that. Whatever. Carol and Ezekiel, because I'm an adult and I can use all my words. Yeah. Um, I can use words too. Use word, Carol, Ezekiel. No. Too many syllables. Um, But, like, I felt like that was... It was really well played, and Carol really pulled Ezekiel, maybe not right back to himself, but out as funk a little bit. Yeah. And she, she finished that conversation by saying, you know, he has to help them to grieve to move on and to end this. You owe them that, he, she says to him. And that if you can't be the king, then do what you do best and play the part. And she talks about consistently playing the part. And I thought that was a really nice bookend to that conversation they had two episodes ago before <clears> fucking <throat> all hell let loose and everyone mm. died. I love that scene. I really love that scene. So... Do you want a bit of comic knowledge to be dropped on you right now? Do yeah, it, then. then. Okay, so um, this scene is... Drop some C-bombs. I'm dropping some C-bombs. In the co- in the comics, um, this scene is very interesting. So let me just bring you up to speed where we are at this point. So the situation is slightly different. Carol died about 70 issues ago. <laughs> that is true, yeah. um, Fell in love with a zombie and got bitten to death at the prison. So that I love happened. You. Um, but in interestingly, the relationship that's brewing with Ezekiel is Michonne. So ah, at this point in the comics, that's so weak. no, it's not. It's actually it's really good because no, Michonne's a bit more of a loner in the comics. She's a lot more fleshed out in the show. She's Whoop. a lot more. Oh, oh, right, okay. She's a lot more sort Literally. of uh, warm in the show. <laughs> Like, like she's, she's a colder character in the comics, right? She's a cadaver. And as it, her and Ezekiel have this, because obviously Ezekiel's larger than life sort of character. Mm. Um, basically, Michonne is sort of having sex with Ezekiel during, during like the all-out war sort of issues, maybe a bit before when they first meet the kingdom. Mm. And she has the heart-to-heart with it's Ezekiel. It's a fucking revelation. Yeah, well, she has the heart-to-heart with Ezekiel. Obviously, in the comics, Rick's with Andrea at this point. Andrea's still alive yeah, yeah. and is an amazing character in the comics. I've about Please that. read the comics. Um, um, so Michonne, instead of going for this tender route that Carol's gone for here, which I also like, fucking nuts him. She absolutely chins him mm. and says, fucking wake up, mate. You, fair, you, fair you've got a lead here. <clears throat> like we're in the middle of, you know, a conflict. You've mm. got to wait. And that's what I mean by Michonne in, in the comics is a lot more of a, of a sort of, you know, real steely character. Mm. You don't really get much insight into. She doesn't let her guard down very often. Yeah. And it's a, it, it plays really well with Ezekiel, obviously being this other character. I'm not saying that I dislike the Carol stuff because I love the Carol stuff, but it's just interesting that the scene was sort of the same, but sort of different at the same time. Yeah. Well, that look, I mean, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. That's really interesting. I like that. Yeah. Uh, no, really Big like that. that. Yeah. Um, Big fan of that. I might start listening to this podcast. <laughs> we know things sometimes. We drink and we, drink we know, and we know things. things. <laughs> oh, Shit, John, do you think Ezekiel's going to pull his finger out and... Um... I wasn't doing that, was he? I fucking missed that. Yeah, that's what he's doing with the chain. That's That's what the rest of it was. Well, look, I mean, sometimes you just need to spice it up however depressed you are. Um, uh, Well, look, I mean, I I said this last week. I don't think it's going to last very long. Uh, And my suspicion is that if one episode in, he's already been challenged, the next, maybe like mid-season finale, he might pull another uh, dramatic uh, come in and save maybe yeah. um which is fine maybe he's, maybe you get another animal friend might be slightly less impressive like a fucking yorkshire terrier or something but beaver yeah a beaver <laughs> jesus yeah a hawk maybe that would be Ooh, pretty that'd be cool Ooh, yeah. that'd be wicked or a helicopter yeah. oh, who knows 
Kill them, Shiva! Well, don't call it Shiva again. <laughs> fucking hell, the last one was a tiger, mate. It's a fucking... It's a peregrine fork. Like, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, look, I, I suspect it won't last very long. Uh, I don't even think we'll see him in the next episode. I don't think we'll see him again until it's, like... The end of the season. Yeah. The end of the mid-season. Yeah. There's going to... I hope there's... Um, you know, my hope for the mid-season finale is that there's this sort of to sort of quote Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, I, I kind of hope there's this sort of battle of the five armies sort of situation going on mm. where that you... What's like everyone turns on everyone? Well, I just want this big... No, I just want this big skirmish where you've got like the kingdom, you've got the hilltop, you've got <laughs> Alexandria, you've got the saviours and fuck me, it looks like we're going to have the fucking trash people. You know, hopefully they all get fucking obliterated. Um, and then I hope there's just this big standoff and this really interesting stuff no. that happens. That's what I hope happens. <laughs> bin, bin. Yeah. Um, talking about the bin people, one of the last. Boo! And uh, we see the the storage container and uh, a spray painting of an A over one of the holes, and then you see the eyes, and then you see it's Rick, it's naked Rick inside the container. Yeah. Naked Rick. How do you, how do you end up naked there? Rick. Um, but he, <laughs> naked Rick. He did look. Well, I don't know. We didn't see that bit. Um, <laughs> good for you. Christ, I'm on form today. Do you even watch Rick and Morty? I've seen Pickle Rick. Uh, That's the oh, only episode of Rick and Morty God, I've ever seen. So Pickle, Pickle Rick! Rick. Um, and um, hey, he looks a bit naked and pathetic. Um, hey, not pathetic. Hey, well, he did. No, no. I mean, he's trapped in a. He curled up in the corner in a fucking container. He yeah. should definitely feel pathetic for fucking going. I mean, there. he should. I mean, he's yeah. an idiot. Jesus. But, um, John, do you think there's any significance to the spray painting of the A over the eye hole? Well, look, I mean, when she sprayed the A, I was like, oh, what's going on here? Why are we back here? And yes. then uh, I saw him looking out of the thing. I was like, who's this? And then it was Rick. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I thought they'd thrown him out. What is this? Well, yeah, I mean, it looked like... Oh, they're not just going, oh, no, no, sorry. We're not going to... Of course they're going to keep him there. It's just stupid. Like, I mean, fucking hell. How you ended up here again? Like, fuck off, mate. Like, what sort of stupid decision is this? To blow up so badly. Like, well, it just well, winds me up, man. I'm going to say this. I'm not... I'm going to defend it, John. Whoa! And I and, and and I might have this, you know, shoved back in my face like a bunch of trash people. But <laughs> I'm confident that Rick's got some sort of plan here. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does I mean... because if he doesn't, then right, this is absolutely awful, and we're just doing it to get the trash people back involved. Why? There's only two episodes left. I'm going to say now, if there is a plan, right? If there is a plan, yeah. I... What plan could conceivably, realistically involve getting yourself stripped of all your clothing and weapons and trapped in a big metal box, naked? Well, I'm not 100% on that yet. No. So Gimple I, knows. So your homework... I'll give him, I'll give him a call. He's my mate. ...is to come back sometime this week. It's a stag and, do, isn't it? And social media your <laughs> it's thoughts. A it's a stag do. a stag do. I mean, that is like... Yeah, I mean, more like a stag do in the fucking apocalypse. You some some woman's talking to you and you can't really put her words together. You're like, what's going on here? She then sounds like she's talking backwards. Or, uh, and then you just wake up in a fucking... Container. A container with no clothes on. That's classic. Yeah. My thing with the A is that... Is that harking back to Terminus? <clears throat> May no. So, I mean, the container definitely is, yeah. So, so the container... Yeah, so, yes no. so Terminus obviously labelled... They had A and B... Um, sort of containers. Yeah, I can't remember. And A was where for the cannibal. Yeah, they were the cannibal community. Very good episode. One of the best episodes the show's ever done was the start yeah. of season four. I think it was. We basically had five. to eat and to work. 
Yeah, to eat into work. And, and container A was something. Do you think that Jadis is potentially, uh, or maybe some of these trash people, are survivors from Terminus? And they it would explain why they're so fucking damaged in the head. It was just an interesting... Well, just because they fucking they eat humans that they now yeah, can't fucks fucking put... Well, a I mean, apologies to any of the cannibals out there. Just the fact that A was written, obviously, you know, oh, like, has you know what? I think meaning. it's fan service. For... Yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely, I agree. But again, I think it's fan like... service. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? They're fucking shit anyway, so they are shit. They are terrible. What, the bin people. They yeah, need to burn and die. Stupid. In fact, it's I hate stupid. them more than I hate Gregory for this entire season. So, well, yeah, because like, I mean, Gregory's an actual person. He's a real person. Yeah. Realistic. Like, a worm. Uh, slippery. Slimy. Shit bag. Yeah, Gregory is like Alistair Campbell yes. or something like that. Like he's, he's like a spinny politician. Whereas Boris uh, Johnson. Well, yeah, to well, a certain extent. I mean, but on, he's a Boris. bit bumbling. But imagine like Boris Johnson if they just went right. This is your script, but we're just going to remove words and just put them in other places for some reason. Now say the exact same thing. So it doesn't make sense. Like I mean, it's annoying to to watch. I I completely agree with you, John. And, and let's hope to God the Rick's plan involves <clears throat> obliterating the trash people. You know, when he gets out, of if that they have box. listened to the fandom, which they do, because they know how pissed off people are because they have to go on the Talking Dead with the after show and explain their creative decisions most of the time. Mm. So we know that they're listening to the we we know they're listening to this stuff. They cannot have any positive comments about the trash people. Not one, unless it's like a six-year-old who's somehow allowed to watch the show and can understand it because of weird one-line words. Mm. So let's hope that Rick destroys him. And that'll be sweet. Imagine Jada's getting like ripped to pieces. Fucking hell, yes. Let's watch uh, that. Uh, ah. Well, no, don't question it. You're, you're being you ripped do. to shreds. <laughs> yeah. So for the first time in six episodes, we have all watched the trailer yeah, prior to the podcast. Well Yay. done, guys. Um, I've written a, a summary, which you might call a very badly unrhyming, non-timed haiku. So my summary of the trailer for next week's episode, uh, Back to the Saviours, Rick in his pants, Dwight and Eugene, Morgan with a sniper rifle, Michonne, it's not worth risking us, Daryl, it is for me. John, how did you feel about the trailer for next week and what do you think is going to happen? Is that Neegy Neegs is in there too? Neegy. Uh, I mean, the standout of the trailer is is um, Dwight's bit with uh, Eugene. Yep. That, Eugene. That, that's the standout, isn't it? Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Primo cukes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And actually, that, that kind of the, re- the rest of it backs is quite forgettable, to be honest. Everything but... that I've been saying about Eugene being um, fucking useless. So, can I refer to Rick in his pants, please, and just say that... Um, oh. Yeah, so he was wearing pants. He's wearing pants. Yeah. I know for a fact that uh, Greg Nicotero and Scott Gimple are obsessed with the zombie creation that they made, uh, with the trash zombie thing that they made Rick fight. What's well, Pokey pers- Head? Yeah, which I personally thought was fucking stupid. I loved it. It was stupid. It was a bit mad, though. It was mad. Yeah, I loved fine, it. fine. But it was just that whole. We need more fun. <clears throat> right, yeah, well, let me finish. We're going to see oh. Spiky Head zombie again. Hundred percent. Yes. Like this is going to be like they they're like oh what well, we've done really good in the last two in the last two seasons. If they he think that's cool. the best thing they've done, that they need to redo it. They can fuck themselves. I don't. I, I mean, John, it's going to happen, mate. We're going to see Spiky Head Zombie again. I don't know. I know what it's called. Winslow. Oops. Winslow. He actually had a name. Yes. Yeah. His name was Winslow. Why? 
John, you raised a really good point about Dwight Newding. Can you talk about it, please? Okay. Jesus. Thanks. Out of nowhere. Um, yeah, so like that for me is the most memorable part of, of the trailer. Uh, is that Dwight basically saying to, to Eugene, look, uh, you know it's me, and I, I'm confessing that it's me. Um, don't do anything to stop the inevitable because we're better off letting it happen and then we'll escape or some shit. I hope so. I didn't think about it that way. So thank you for bringing an alternative to my attention. Jim. Okay, cool. So so how did you read that scene? I read that is, um, and I don't know whether it's because of Daryl's reaction with Tara to Dwight in the episode. I weirdly read that as Dwight just being a douchebag and not admitting that he was the mole and maybe going back on what he's done. And saying, you know, you, you've picked to be on the winning side. Now just do nothing. Don't fuck it up and just stay where you are and you'll survive. Oh, definitely not. I'm hoping it's the way that John said So am I. For the, there's, there's respect twice that, A, I don't... What? <laughs> Both from the perspective that I don't want Eugene to fuck up. And B, because I don't want Dwight to, to go back on what he's done. I, I want him and Daryl to be crossbow friends. Yeah, so let's hope that, that, you know, as I said, and I'm a big advocate of Eugene maybe doing something decent before this mid-season's out. If not, you know, this, this tees it up actually to go the other way, where uh, Dwight confesses to Eugene that he is the mole and has given all the info to Alexandrians, maybe hoping that Eugene is still loyal to Rick and everyone. But Eugene, being a pragmatist, might go behind Dwight's back, tell Negan, and put Dwight in a bad situation. Well, let's so hope so. Shit, so. It could go that way. Let's hope um, so. But let's yeah. say that next week looks more interesting than this week. Hmm. If there wasn't trash people, it would be better. Unfortunately, <clears throat> every time there's a trash person now, I think you're going to see the critics have a go at the episode for some reason. They're always going to have a point to play upon. We're going to have a point to play upon. We have missed something quite key. <gasps> Which comes with the revelation what? this week that Morgan is not going to be one of our season eight deaths, but he is moving to the fear. Whoa, 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 whoa. He still might be a death this season. Yeah, uh, he could be a death. Because, well, let's put it this way. So we, we've, Timelines. We've learned, oh, okay. we've learned that, I don't watch Fear the Walking Dead. That Morgan, Morgan is going to be the crossover character between Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Now, the interesting thing about this to note is the fact that one, stupid decision... Two, um, obviously Fear the Walking Dead is still in its infancy in terms of the timeline of the zombie apocalypse. Not that we really have a timeline now, but we sort it's of get the... It's been about two weeks. Yeah, it's been about two weeks with the amount of episodes we've had going by this current season. Big two but, weeks. But we, we think it's about three to four years that they've been into the zombie apocalypse now. So, it really is. interesting. Michelle might tell us next episode. Um, Fear the Walking Dead is still in... like. Oh, it's been a long two years, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. But Fear the Walking Winking Dead at the is still in its infancy, as in like the first six months of the zombie apocalypse, if that. Um, so, oh, do you think actually then, in which case Morgan might still die? Sorry, guys. That's what I mean. Um, so, and so, that actually <coughs> we'll see him when we lost him for two seasons. That's where he's going to appear in Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, so basically Morgan's crossover point with Fear is going to be in the period of time after season three of The Walking Dead, yep. where episode like 10, I think it was, clear, uh, with... Um, <coughs> Rick, Michonne, and Carl going back to Rick's like home village or town yeah. or whatever, oh, and he sees village. and he sees uh, Morgan clearing. Yeah, and it's going to be between that point and the point in which Morgan tries to track down Rick uh, in season five mm. uh, to, to Alexandria. Uh, 
Now, that's an interesting choice for a couple of reasons. One, that's only about a season and a half crossover that we don't know where Morgan was. Mm. And we know that, spoilers for Fear the Walking Dead, we know that Fear the Walking Dead is heading towards Texas now. So I'm interested in how he's getting from where he is to Texas Mm. and back again to cross over with Fear. My geography is still a bit off. In terms of the Walking Dead world, I don't really know where anyone is at any point anymore. Well, they're in America, yeah. In the United States. Um, So, a bit of food for thought there, then. It's food for thought. I mean, there were several other characters that we were all hoping it would be. I mean, I watched Fear. um, Or Sadiq, obviously. Sadiq was a good character opportunity to do that. Honestly, he was genuinely a good character to potentially do that with, because we don't know much about him. The best best opportunity was uh, Abraham. Yeah, because we we literally know very little about his backstory, and he originated from Texas, mm. so it made sense. Uh, and the fandom was all hoping to get more Abraham because we all love Abraham. Yeah, do you um, think we might get him later? No, I don't think we're ever going to see him again. Oh. But it's just a weird choice Dave to choose Rude. Morgan, uh, Lenny James, fantastic actor, and and you know I'm, this is a rogue shout, but Fear has gone from strength to strength from his poor opening season. It's really found its feet. I feel. Um, and, you know, some of the storytelling and dialogue is far superior to that of the current season of The Walking Dead. Now, if you haven't seen cool. Fear, go watch it. I think it deserves a watch. Ignore the first season because it's pretty diabolical and skips over the most interesting part of the zombie apocalypse, which we want to see, which is the collapse of society, mm. which we never got to see with this iteration of The Walking Dead because of Rick waking up after it all happened. Yeah, very 28 days later. Isn't very 28 days later. But go watch Fear and see what you think. Um and I'm happy that Lenny James is doing it because he's a fantastic actor, but I'm unhappy that there's such a short time for him to be in that that crossover. Mm. He's a series regular on the next season amazing. of Fear. A series regular. That's at least 10 to 12 episodes, I think. Mm. So it's going to be interesting, but just disappointed they had scope with some other characters like Abraham, who we could have fleshed out more. And, you know, Abraham's one-liners are brilliant. Yeah. And I would have loved to have heard and seen more of that. Yeah. Some ups and downs this episode. I loved it. I laughed. I almost shed some tears. Yeah. Did you, you love, love it, it though? I mean, that's... Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it. Honestly. Okay. I bloody loved it. Well, that's why Emma's the host, because she can always raise, rise above. Uh, but I genuinely, I really enjoyed this episode. I would say it's probably one of the weakest of the season. You know, I would agree with that. But mm. I give it a solid six and a half out of ten. <laughs> It's not bad. No, Considering know. you you averaged the first four episodes, two out of ten. So, <laughs> to be honest, it's a fucking Oscar-worthy performance, a six no, and a half. We like to have a balance on this podcast of um, uh, of extreme hatred, <clears throat> mediocrity, and someone who loves it, so we can give a fair account of the episode. Because, But my opinion time, is obviously right. Yeah, but most of the time you, you have podcasts or other people reviewing it who are very singular-minded and will be one or the other. The fact that there's three of us with very different opinions, I think, leads to interesting discussions. Well, look, like, uh, don't believe that my hate is enshrined in this want for it to be terrible. Yes. Like, we're eight seasons in. Yeah. That's, that's a long time for any... That's a lot of commitment. You've, yeah, you've I mean, watched over... You've probably watched over maybe even close to 100 hours of The Walking Dead at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And, um, you know, you hark back to season one and you like, fucking hell, like... Carl, he's a little Carl. boy. Yeah, Carl. he's tiny. He's tiny. He's about seven years old. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think he's about one month old. I mean, I don't know how kids work. But, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, again, season five is the best season for me. 
Like that was just unbelievably good. So your hope is that any series where the further it goes, the better it seems to get is like really encouraging. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to this season. Really looking forward to it. I want, I so want the episodes to be good. Yeah. But now it's got to the point where I'm just like, well, look, uh, apparently there's some better material ahead. So get rid of this. Honestly, just delete this. Just skip ahead. Let's just let's get get to a new point where it gets slightly more interesting. I think I, I don't want it to be terrible. It just is. None of us want it to be bad. <clears throat> no. None of us want it to be bad. I completely... Yeah. So there's, so there's that frustration that, for me, material-wise, it seems like the, it, this it should be peaking. It should be getting really. This is the best. This is this is arguably the best stretch of of comic material there is to adapt. You're invested in like multiple characters. We're not, we're yes. not talking about one or two characters. It's yeah. multiple characters. Yes. So anything could happen in any one or two episodes where you're like, oh, fucking hell, that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's not happened. No. And the thing is, the golden age of television, <clears throat> as we are kind of in, yeah, the, absolutely. they say that shows like Lost, which were sort of on the cusp of the golden age of television, went for too many seasons. And they mm. say that six or seven or eight seasons is too many these days. You know, you look at the best shows, barring Game of Thrones, because of its epic scale mm. and a crazy amount of material that it's got to adapt. Yeah. Um, most shows have three, four, five seasons. You look at your Mad Men's, The Wire, Sopranos, mm. etc. You look at these shows who are heralded as the best of all time mm. because of their short season. Like their short season, number one, maybe only ten episodes in a season, yeah. and then only five seasons. They really cram a lot of content into those episodes, yeah, yeah. and they have to make the dialogue strong to make it work. Yeah. The problem with The Walking Dead is it's a comic that has been stretching now to 172 issues and is still going with no end in sight. Yeah. That is very hard to adapt to television because there's a lot of material. You've got to keep actors on contracts, which is, you know, and the finances of it all, of keeping those actors yeah. on contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things we don't understand. But at the same time, I just wish they had uh, compressed the comics down a bit and really got through some of the material quicker. Well, yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to say this earlier, but I am going to say it now. I wonder whether um, the passion and the ability of The Walking Dead as a television show has run its course. Well, well maybe. And it's, I kind of said this about Stranger Things, that I would have been totally happy with Stranger Things to have ended after one season. And, you know, season two was fantastic. <clears throat> after two seasons without a third, because it just it tidied it up so nicely. And there is a part of me, and as much as I, I absolutely love it, and I really enjoy it, that does feel like we've reached the end of the road for a lot of the characters. And without some kind of real twist, mm. season eight could and maybe should be its last. It won't be its last because they've said that they want it to go for possibly 20 seasons. <laughs> That's a quote from Gimple and uh, Nicotero, which is worrying. Yeah. I love Nicotero, but, but dude, but, I'll be dead by the time we Do you know what the thing is interesting about that? Is it's got the chance to be sort of a phenomenon with television that is above a soap but also not like a heralded show but if they were to refresh the characters well this is where it goes into Avengers territory where they're going to have to obviously like get a new Iron Man and get a new Captain America mm. they might have to get a new Rick they might have to get a new Carl yeah. they might have to get a new showrunner and that's where it becomes very interesting so let's see where it goes and my hope is that still they finish all out war in the next two episodes. Mm. I'm a bit worried about that still because this episode was slow. Well, I didn't get us anywhere. Yeah. But if they do things right, 
I hope you guys, uh, just speaking from my hope of what I think is going to happen, um, I hope you'll be happy with the back end of season eight. Yeah, because I think it will end. potentially get us somewhere that we haven't been before. We all well, like back ends. We've got... We've got two episodes left. We've all said that we think that we will and we hope that we will see the end of All Out War by the end of season eight. Uh, next week's trailer, we forgot to mention, does involve Negan too. So perhaps we'll start to see things come to uh, the culmination. Perhaps we'll come back to Bloodshot Rick. Uh, who knows? We've covered everything this episode from Maggie, Margaret, what is her name again? Gregory, Jesus... And all of the others, Carol and Ezekiel, we've shipped some relationships, we've had some fights, we've had a lot of disagreements and a lot of love. So it's a little bit of hate, because it wouldn't be fan critical without that. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this evening's podcast. I've been joined by Len. See you later, guys. John. I've been Emma, your host. Thank you for listening. Subscribe on our website, fancritical.com. Listen up, have a laugh, and follow us on social media. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Gimple hate you dead, we wish. Liz for days. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.